powerful conversation from John Maxwell on leadership when it matters most. So I'll go ahead and throw it over to Chad. Chad, what did you have written down that you took away from this today? Probably should I meet myself first? <laughs> Man, so this has been this has been a uh, crazy, crazy 2020, right? Just crazy stuff's happening. So I'll start with some notes that I have there and then just a couple of things I want to share. It's on my heart. Um, so, you know, he shared what you focus on expands. I've always loved since the first time I heard John talk about the, the wisdom, you know, and, and what I love about John is he's, he's interviewed hundreds of amazing people and he always goes back to his dad and he always goes back to, you know, this core three things that his dad said, which was believe in people, value people and unconditionally love people. And I love that, that he always goes back to that. One thing I love to share when I first became a Christian and I, I was in this uh, pastor's office, he, he said, uh, if there's one truth, because, you know, there's all kinds of people say this is true, that's true, this is true. And we have to determine for ourselves, right, what, what we believe is true. And he felt so strongly about this. He said that I should tattoo this on the inside of my eyelids, which, you know, I guess that's how you make an extreme point, right? Because you wouldn't, wouldn't see a tattoo on the inside of your eyelids. But <laughs> he just said, God loves you. He wants what's best for you. And you can trust him. And I just remember how impactful that was because at that season of my life, I didn't trust. You know, and I, I didn't, I thought I knew what was best for me. And this idea that some other, you know, entity or force or however you want to look at it, this father, this, this, this untouchable, unseeable father knew it was best for me and that I could trust him. It was a very impactful in my life um, for that reason. And now I see through that lens. So I think sometimes if we can see, if we can just filter the way we experience life and see things through something like this, you know, if we just uh, choose, because it's a choice to believe in people or not believe in people, right? It's a choice. And I think, first of all, we have to believe in ourselves. And we talk a lot about that on here, valuing people, you know, this, this idea of valuing, valuing people. I mean, Jesus ultimately, you know, said it best when he talks about laying down your life for a friend. I mean, that's the ultimate valuing another person more than ourselves. And then the unconditionally loving people is it's, it's so simple. Any, anybody can love someone who's lovable, but who's going to love the unlovable people. And that's where unconditional love comes in. So I love that he started out with the context. And I love this setting things behind you and putting things before you. And he talked about putting behind you, devaluing people, putting before you valuing people, you know, talked about the golden rule and, and putting selfish values behind us, um, good solid values in front of us and pointing. This is probably my favorite one that he said today is put behind us pointing and saying, no, no, or you're, I have it right. You have it wrong. This, this pointing thing. And instead listening and caring, uh, I'll say that I've been guilty along with so many others of my color of just dismissing and saying, that's not my problem. I'm white. I don't have the same problems that a, that a black person does. So it's easy for me just to go, I don't understand and go on about my life. And so I've been, I've been guilty. And I'll say, I watched the, the George Floyd video and it not only broke my heart about the guy that was actually committing the crime directly. It also broke my heart. The other people, the bystanders that stood by and did nothing. And then I realized that, in many situations, I've stood by and done nothing. And I was convicted of that. 
So moving forward, I'm going to, I'm going to be saying some things and I'm going to be making a stand. And uh, I strongly encourage others, if you feel led to, to do that also. So I love the, the caring and listening and understanding, because until we take the time to have the right conversations and ask the right questions, what we don't know, we don't know. And some would say what we don't know doesn't hurt us. But what I've learned in my life is that what I don't know has kept me broke in the past. And what I didn't know kept me being an idiot, right? <laughs> what I didn't know was making me not be as good of a husband as I could have been. I had to put in the time and the energy and care enough to listen. So I'll go back. I was on this, uh, watching this thing last night and, and again, and I love Joel that the other day, Elevation Church, I know you're going to talk about that a little bit, but just to hear um, John Gray and Stephen Furtick have a real conversation and lay it out there, man, that was so good. That represents what needs to happen so much more in America. But I was on another one like that last night called the Ken and Glenn show with a guy named Scott and something, I, I learned something. I took the time to watch it and I want to understand and I learned something. And I just want to share this and then we'll, we'll go on to the next, uh, we'll hear what Tay has to say, but this whole concept of white privilege, you know, when I used to hear that term, I used to get upset because I'd be like, Hey, I can't control how I was born either. You know, I was born white. And, and this idea that just because of the color of my skin that I get extra advantages and extra things. That's not what, according to the definition I learned last night, that's not even what it meant. It, it doesn't mean that, that you're given or not given things. Here's what it means. And this just blew my mind. It's not fair. It's simply being given the benefit of the doubt based off the color of your skin that you'll not have, that you will not hurt anybody, that you'll not harm anybody and that you'll not steal anything solely based on the color of your skin. You're getting the benefit of the doubt. If you're a white person in America right now, you're getting the benefit of the doubt. And then they went on and gave some examples. They said, if you're, if you're a black man driving a Mercedes in a white neighborhood, you're immediately suspect. Like you're immediate, just because you're there driving a nice car, you're like immediately, people are nervous, scared, feeling some kind of way. And we need, we need more like what John was talking about. We just need more love. We need more understanding. We need to have these conversations. You know, I was someone when I grew up, I went to two different high schools, uh, one black guy in my first high school, one black guy in my second high school, and, they, and everyone called him Shadow in the second high school, and it was a middle of the cornfield, and I, I, I felt a certain kind of way, I looked at life through a certain kind of way, and then I went straight into the army, and since then, some of my very, very best friends like Tay in this world are, they're black, and I love, I love them. And you know, he was talking about the 60s and the 60s isn't that far away. And I've sat in circles of, of people and heard the hate speech and the racism that still exists today. We can do better. And I think a lot of doing better is just having these conversations. So thanks, Joel, for bringing this up and sharing this today. And I'm just excited to get into this more. Yeah, thank you, Chad. You had some really, really powerful statements that, that you pointed out and I love it. Uh, go ahead and throw it over to Tay. Tay. What do you have written down? Yeah, it just, man, just so much uh, within what John said. And I think just so much within people who are actually standing up and being vocal about it, what they're saying, and it's almost like they're informing us. But I think for me personally, uh, one of the most important things that John said uh, was that we choose what we put before us and we choose what we put behind us. And me becoming what Joel says, uh, an eternal optimist, I try to see the good in every situation. Uh, so with the crisis, the thing that I love about it, that's any crisis, not just what's happening today, but just with uh, the COVID pandemic, 
or when we have these national hurricanes that come through and sweep the nation, the things that I love about it is it forces us to come together. You can't set aside your differences. You have to put it out in the front. People have to have these hard conversations. People have to do the things that we always avoid because it pushes us outside of our comfort zone. So uh, me, that's why I, I love it works. And I've said it before, uh, we may not be uh, the best company in the world, but we are the best company for the world because we don't just practice what we preach, we preach what we practice. If you come to any It Works, uh, 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 any uh, It Works uh, convention, you come to anything dealing with It Works, you aren't gonna see people separated, divided, this type of people over here, that type of people over here. You're gonna see people of all races, all color coming together and just celebrating. And I think that's what I love about It, it Works uh, the most is because we put people on a platform, we give them voices to speak about these things, to have conversations without tragic events happen to happen. Uh, and so for me, that's why I'm so grateful for the company and for the people who, who we represent, because I know like it doesn't cause, uh, it doesn't take a tragedy for us to speak about these things or really to start living and understanding and being open to listen uh, to people who don't agree to, agree with us. Uh, and, and just another thing that he said, he said, uh, come alongside people in times of need. And I heard Chad mention it. He was saying, like, you know, uh, I don't understand. Many times you don't have to understand. You just have to stand for what's right. And I think that's what a lot of people miss. You know, they say they don't understand this. And it's like, you know what's right is right. John said, like, there's no such thing as business ethics. That's ethics. And if you have ethics, you can practice that wherever you go because you're going to stand. And it just makes me think of uh, just going into the next thing when he talks about his three things, believe in people, value people, and unconditionally love people. Uh, that that unconditional love for me, it gets me a lot because I think people struggle with that. You know, they say it, but they don't know really know what it means like. And for me, like I go back to when Jesus told the story of uh, the Good Samaritan, like he gave you a per perfect example of what unconditional love looked like. He showed you that the people who passed by the, the, uh, the, uh, the guy, like the, co the conditions was never right for them to help that person. So they didn't help that person. The Good Samaritan, he saw the condition one right, but I know what's the right thing to do. So he stepped in. So he showed us a way to do it. So for me, uh, think about Martin Luther King. He said the time is always right to do what's right. So I think we have to have that concept. Like we don't have to wait. Like you can always stand with people. You can always, if you value somebody, then you're going to listen to them. I have conversations with my wife all the time. I'm not trying to get her to understand because she would never be able to understand. She can never picture things from my eyes because we're just different. And that's just... Uh, the fact of the matter is, but because she valued me, she's open enough to listen to me and to hear me out and to use our voice to stand beside me and love me through it. So I think uh, it was a lot of value in this. And I think uh, going forward, like you, you should just always be having conversations. I, I talked to some people and I'm like, it was like, you know, what can I do? I was like, well, do you have people of different races at your house for dinner? Like, are you going to a uh, separated church where it's black or white, or are you going to a multicultural church? Like, what are the things that you're doing in your daily life that that's displaying that you're open enough to have conversations outside of your comfort zone? Or are you sitting inside your comfort zone waiting for something to push you outside of the box for you to make that change? So I think you have to make those changes in your daily life. Uh, we show up to the Zoom open mind. We listen to people of just different ideas, different perspectives on everything. And we still have conversations regarding what they're talking about. And many times we pull so many different nuggets 
from this simple, this one speech. And we get so many things and we all add value to each other. So I think for me, like that's an example of what people come together with an open mind, the, the, the amount of value that we can add to each other by hearing each other out and then expressing what we're getting from that. So I think that's a way for us to move forward and just understand many times you just have to have those uh, hard conversations. You have to step outside your comfort zone knowing these things aren't meant for comfort because it's touching things that's at the root and the core of a lot of our problems. And I think it goes back to when you hear John talk about the three things that his dad taught him. That's a core belief. So I think if you don't know what your core beliefs is, then many things are going to come from the surface. And anything that touches the surface, if it hurts, it's going to be sensitive. So you're not going to want to mess with it because it hurts. But if it's at your core, then no matter how no matter how hurtful it is, you have something rooted in you that's, that's, that can overpower that, that is not gonna hurt you. So I think you just have to continue to figure out what your values are, what you stand for, and always stand for the right things, even when it don't cause uh, anything tragic to happen. So uh, that's what I have. And I just love the fact that uh, even though everything is going on, man, I love the fact that it's forcing people to have conversations and it's forcing people to actually come together to hear each other out and just to stand with each other, to show what America is really about. And I think, unfortunately, it takes the time for it to happen, but it's, it's happening for the better. And we're having those conversations. And most importantly, we're just standing beside each other and just showing our support for what is right. So good. Thanks, Tay. So, <clears throat> you know, going through what we're going through right now, I, I wanted to point out, you know, the absolute fact of the matter is that what happened to George Floyd was an absolute undeniable tragedy of humanity. Never, ever, ever should anything like this ever have happened or ever happen again. But what we know is that God takes what Satan has devised as evil to separate us and to cause all of this chaos God is going to turn around and use it for good. And, and even George Floyd's brother got on yesterday and made a statement going, this isn't what we as a family wanted. This is not doing any honor to his memory. The honor that comes from his memory are these kinds of conversations that we're having right now. If anything good could have come from this, it's the fact that it has brought everything to a forefront for people to start having conversations like this. Uh, I love what Chad said. Chad, you're gonna have to add that video in the link to uh, just the understanding of the concept of what it means white privilege. You know, most of us go through our lives not even having a concept of that. So if you're looking at the screen right now, you see two people that have lived their life under white privilege and one that hasn't. So for, for myself and Chad, we have no concept of the life that Tay has had to leave just because of the color of his skin. You know, when we're on here together, we all look at each other as the same, as equal. We don't see anything different about Tay. But the fact is, is that the moment that Tay walks out of the door, he's 15 to 20 steps behind because of the way that people look at him. Because he is a young, successful black man and he's driving through his city in a nice vehicle, in a nice house, it automatically causes people to look at him differently. Even if he didn't have the nice house and the success, people would look at him even more differently than people would look at myself or Chad. 
and the fact that most people are unaware of this, I believe that the true value of what we're going to get from this is now people are going to understand. They may not have a full comprehension, but at least now you know. And that's, that's the thing that I, I wanted to point out today was the fact that I know that even though I look at Tay the exact same, it's my understanding that not everybody thinks the same way that Chad and I do about Tay. And so that when we're out and about, again, it comes back down to valuing people. And like I said at the beginning, love. If all we do is unconditionally love, we can make a difference. Uh, the points that John came up with, you know, believe in people, value people, and unconditionally love, those are, you know, the foundations of what his dad taught him. But I love the statement that he said, I don't need to know you to value you because God made you and values you. So that should be good enough for me. You know, the three points that he came out, the four, yeah, four points. The four points were put before you valuing people, one of the most important, put before you good, solid values. You know, the thought process that there is no such thing as, as specific ethics. It's just ethics in general. Put before you listening and caring. Guys, this is one of the most important things. I cannot understand you until I listen to you. And the thing that about listening is, is that, you know, listen respectfully, you know, and ask questions respectfully. We are not going to be able to change the other person on the other side of us. We may not even be agreeable with them, but at least what we can do is respectfully listen and respectfully ask questions and not asking questions so that you can turn around and try and change their answers. Just absorb and listen. You have to have a transformation table mindset where you understand that you're coming together just so that you can listen and hear. Number four was focus on reflection and learning over reactions. Guys, we know that reactions are emotion-based and that is what always tends to get us in trouble because we are highly emotional beings. If we can just take a moment to reflect and learn from what's going on right now, we'll come outside of this on a completely different level. Uh, again, the conversation that John Gray and Stephen Furtick had on Sunday was one of the most impactful and powerful conversations uh, that, that I've seen. Another good one, just so you can kind of understand um, the heart and, and the thought process behind uh, what's going on just specifically in Atlanta, I would go watch the press conference of Killer Mike. Guys, his conversation that he had was unbelievable. It is a bit graphic, so put your earbuds in. But guys, it will, it will open your eyes to things that you may not be aware of. And ultimately, that's what we want to come back to today is, guys, there are people out there hurting. And this is our opportunity to stand up, to speak out, to listen, but ultimately to love. 
and love everyone unconditionally. I love that, that term of, of loving unconditionally because of the fact that Jesus loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. And that a brother would lay down his life for another brother is the ultimate act of compassion and love. So guys, go out today, make a difference because you are the change that can happen. Don't look to change somebody else. Look to change yourself so that you can change and have the impact in your community that is so desperately needed. And everyone on here has the ability to change that just by a simple act of compassion, love, and listening. Guys, go out and make it an awesome week. We'll see you here again next time.